Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 126th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we are here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have some news that you may or may not have heard about already. Folks, that six second clip. My God, that was awesome. Then we present episode 11 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park from Arjun Boss. Last time we learned more about Site B's progression and the aviary on the island. But in store for us this week, we have some really cool details on the building blocks of life that may coincidentally have something to do with a young raptor. But of course, after Extinction Level, I'll be giving my thoughts on episode 11. There will certainly be a lot to uncover, so stay tuned for that. And rounding out the episode, we have our annual Jurassic Holiday Gift Guide with myself and Aaron Beyer. Now we're gonna dive into our five or so favorite items of this holiday season. So maybe you can pick some of these up yourselves or for somebody else, or just to even support some really awesome artists. Don't miss all the links to these items in our show notes. Uh, At the end of the segment, we also take a look at some of the cool items that you are all looking forward to this holiday season as well. But since we're on the topic of gifts, just a heads up for any collecting fans or anybody out there looking to pick up a cool gift, Jay Jurassic will have his Dilophosaurus Venom on sale for the holiday season. It's been a really hot item over the years every time that this thing goes on sale. It sells out pretty quick. So make sure to check out his Etsy page, Chaos Customs, that's Chaos with a Z. He also has a bunch of really cool prints to choose from. Blue and Rexy, Raptor paintings, Indominus Crash McCreary style paintings, uh, Dino Study prints, and uh, even more Rex paintings. He's going to have a ton of stuff posted soon, so don't miss it. I'll include all the links in our show notes. The last thing I wanted to mention before we get into the show, don't miss your chance to submit a voicemail, email, or mp3 for the upcoming Jurassic Mailbag segment coming up next week. Call 732 725-7763 to leave us a voicemail and we'll play that on the show. You can also just use your voice memo app on your phone, record a message and email it to us, or you can head to our website and fill out our contact form to send us a message directly. We love playing all your voicemails, your MP3s, and of course reading all your awesome emails. If you have any thoughts on the Raptor and Owen video that Colin Trevorrow posted, or some holiday thoughts for us, keep them coming in and we'll make sure to get to as many as we can next week. All right, well, as you just heard, this is a packed episode, so why don't we get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access rate security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. I thought my head being right all the time. But today... I guarantee it. 
Well, this one doesn't really need much introduction. You probably heard it on our special update episode or you've seen the video floating around, but Colin Trevorrow uploaded a video, a six second clip of Owen Grady, from Jurassic World and a baby Velociraptor, which many can assume is either Blue or Blue's baby. It's still a debate that's up in the air. Depending on how you look at the scene, there's a lot of context clues that make you think one way, but also could make you think another way. It's up in the air, but we do have this awesome clip to go over and dive over so many times. And me and Jay Jurassic actually did a full episode on it already. So if you haven't seen that, go check your feed, redownload that and take a listen. Now, aside from the debate as to whether this is a flashback or something from the timeline in Fallen Kingdom, we do have the debate of whether this is CGI or an animatronic. Well, that debate may be over now via a tweet from Art of VFX and also on their website, artofvfx.com. There's a quick article-ish kind of thing it states that the VFX are made by Industrial Light and Magic, Invisible, and one of us, uh, the v VFX supervisor Oliver Cubbage. Um, and the production VFX supervisor is David Vickery. So that's a bit of a, a clue there as to whether this is a VH, uh, VHS. That's not it. It's not a VHS tape, that's for sure. It's VFX, CGI, or uh, an animatronic. I was pretty set on this thing being an animatronic. I loved the way it looked. I thought it, uh, either way, whether it's animatronic or CGI, it looks amazing. But I, I just loved the way that he interacted with it, and I thought it kind of looked real, um, in a sense, physical. But I guess that's not the case. Either way, it's awesome to see that. This debate has sparked and we are not sure. It's that good that we are not sure whether it's something physical or something, you know, imaginary that's been created out of nothing. So really awesome to find out either way. I've seen a lot of people actually talking about whether this is a spoiler or not. This clip that was shown by Colin Trevorrow. And uh, I guess I take a second here just to review our spoiler stance here on the podcast. And uh, we are not considering this a spoiler by any means. It's something that's officially released in some capacity via the, the you know, the director of Jurassic World, and he's a producer now on the, the Fallen Kingdom film. So anything that's released via somebody that produces or directs or anything like that, uh, it's safe to say that it's not a spoiler in our eyes. We're gonna discuss it. Anything that's basically out in the open, publicly and officially, is safe to discuss here, so. Hopefully you don't got you don't have any problem with that. If uh, if there is, you know, I guess maybe tune out. Don't listen. But uh, it's it's safe stuff. It's not anything that's gonna spoil a film. You know, this six second clip is not spoiling anything. You know, I guess if you want to remain perfectly clean without knowing absolutely anything about the movie, how, how have you listened to this so far? You stop just stop listening, right? I mean, don't listen. So anyway, that's our spoiler policy coming up when anything gets released whether it's trailers or you know news from directors or cast members even stuff like that we'll probably be discussing it but nothing too detailed nothing you know groundbreaking or you know anything that's going to spoil anything heavily so don't worry we're, we'll keep it safe here and uh keep listening if you want to oh there it is there it is and now, let's dive into episode 11 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Previously on Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Sir, do you see this? Hail them! Unidentified aircraft approaching Isla Sorna. They broke communication. Follow their signal. Sir, they landed on the airstrip, but 
it appears they took off again. I think they may have crashed. Vic, it seems they crashed somewhere north of the landing strip. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Isla Sorna. Velociraptors. Their behavior reminds me of rivaling lion prides. That might just be exactly what it is we're seeing here. Sir, we have a situation. I will be with you again shortly. Please, follow me. Episode 11. Versions and Feathers. Henry Wu, Sarah and Tim enter the worker building at an office where Dr. Gerald Jerry Harding, 66 years old, looks up from his book on the desk he was sitting behind. With not too much daylight shining through two small windows on one side, the room is lighted by TL lights hanging from the ceiling. Jerry Harding looks sad and tired, but at the sight of Sarah he lights up a little. Ah, Sarah my dear, how are you? I'm so happy to see you. Happy to see you too, Dad. Just says hi. They hug each other warmly. Jerry, you may remember Tim Murphy, Hammond's grandson. Tim walks towards Jerry Harding and they shake hands. Yeah, we met at a trike. Beautiful creature, even though she was sick. Ah, yes. My, you're all grown up now. Did you ever find out what was wrong with her? Well, yes. Dr. Sattler and I believed she had swallowed the berries we found whenever she needed to renew her gastrolyphs or stomach stones. That would also explain the periodic return of their illnesses. But our issues here are more complicated than berries, I'm afraid. Come on, let's see the animals. Uh, but I must warn you, you may not like what you are about to see. They follow Henry Wood to the next room, through another door on the far end of the office, which leads to a short, soundproofed hallway, just large enough for this group of four. The other end of the short hallway leads into another gloomy room, with a lot of noises, chittering grunts and heavy breathing. Animals. They walk through the room, walking past the cages, in which mostly small or young animals are kept. Six consognathids, two young Pachycephalosaurus, two young Triceratops, six young Gallimimus, and one wounded young Stegosaurus. Another flash of memory passes through Sarah's mind. She stops and looks inside the cage, crouched down on her knees. A strong sense of sadness fills her, feeling sorry for the animal. They're sick, and we're trying to find the cure. They walk past another cage, which at first sight to Tim seemed empty. But then he notices the greenish glow of cat-like eyes at the far end staring back at him. Hearing a sound like that of a purring cat or a soft snarl, he leans in closer. Then a brown young velociraptor jumps forward and slams against the front of the cage. Startled, Tim falls back on his butt, scrambling backwards. You're keeping velociraptors in here? Don't worry Tim, this one's still young. Six months. We need to examine them, too. Is it sick, too? No, strangely enough, this version of Raptor is the only one that remains unaffected by the prion disease so far, which is why we need to examine them, too. See if we can find out what makes them immune. This version? The original line, the ones we deployed on Nublar. Because of their aggression, we moved them to an unattractive pen. So, backed up by Muldoon, John gave me the green light to create a less aggressive version to replace them. And we succeeded. But just before we evacuated, we noticed a side effect, an even higher intellect. So, you have another version of Velociraptors, even smarter? Yes, and less aggressive, Tim. But as it turned out, that version is also vulnerable to the prion disease, while our first is still immune. Have you made many different versions of the other dinosaurs as well? Yes, of course. Most of the first batches uh, simply didn't contain any life at all. This sparks a scientific question in Tim's mind. I recently read a National Geographic of dinosaurs possibly being feathered, it reminded me of Dr. Grant suggesting they turned into birds, but we have proof right here they didn't have feathers, right? 
Tim turns shaken to look at the cage, missing to see that Henry returns uncomfortable, thinking for a moment before he decides on the answer to give. You must understand that during the late 80s, there was no question about feathers. Dinosaurs didn't have them. Any form of plumage could have been caused by adding the wrong DNA to fill in sequence gaps. We never saved failed attempts to create life once we succeeded with the species, and we don't... Starting to say they don't know for sure the outcome of this new debate, he stopped thinking he probably had said enough, if not too much already. Sarah, who did notice Wu's uncomfortable moment, cuts in while Henry pauses. So, you're saying they did have feathers? I'm simply saying none of our viable embryos ever did. But let me walk you to your quarters for the weekend. You would probably like to get refreshed after your long journey. Sarah nods, understanding this would be all they'll get about this subject, and Tim is eager to leave the presence of Velociraptors too, young as they may be. With one last look back at the cages, he is the first to follow Dr. Wu through the door at the back of the animal quarters, leading outside, where Henry Wu continues his explanation as they walk towards another building, the lodge. The animals are still engineered, created from old dinosaur DNA, and that of contemporary species of lizards, birds, amphibians. So you make a few mistakes, one of which could be the disease we're battling here now, but I'm confident the dinosaurs of Jurassic Park are close to the real thing. Not leaving long silences to avoid interruption, who continues speaking, remembering? Ha! <laughs> the party we threw when our first egg hatched, the Parasaurolophus. Beautiful. Even so, she only got to live for a few weeks, but it really encouraged us. We achieved the impossible, recreating a living organism which had been extinct for millions of years. Did you know we're actually close now to getting DNA from preserved dinosaur bones? That way it'll be possible to target specific species, like, for example, more marine animals. Marine animals? Did that Parasaurolophus die from the disease you said you were battling? Who's to say? I'm not really sure for her, our first. The raptors were actually the first to survive infancy. We did discover a few bugs later on, some larger sauropods. An illness causing early death. Things messed up with the intestines, some of the compies got infected by some kind of rabies, dental issues with the T-Rex. You wouldn't believe the issues we had to solve, sometimes using methods that might be considered controversial. But what would you expect with a new species from an old world? Of course, we would get to deal with extreme challenges. Some solutions may even benefit ourselves, albeit somewhere in the future. And when traces of the disease were found on that girl that got bitten, we had to step in. Girl? What girl? In 97, that girl? You mean that little girl got infected? I'm sorry, I should have known Mr. Mizrani would not have told you about what we're doing here exactly. No, he did not. Tim shakes his head to confirm he also doesn't know too much. Then let me explain what we eat. In the meantime, they arrived at the lodge building. Lunch should be ready in about 30 minutes in the break room. You can refresh here first. Wanting to know more, but also happy to be able to refresh, they accepted. Wu showed them the doors to their simple quarters for the weekend none of which could be locked. And after showing them the way to the break room, where he'd meet them in half an hour's time, Wu parted ways with them. In this episode you heard Jurassic Unicast Stephen Hurrell as Gary Harding, The Bryce Dallas Howard Network Jennifer Turk as Sarah Harding, and Ross Lane as Henry Wu. Until the next episode of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. All right, everybody, that was episode 11 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. That one was called Versions and Feathers. And as soon as I heard that, 
I got really excited. You know, I, I love anything that has to do with these Raptors and the, the story behind, you know, how these things were created. We got that awesome battle in a, a few episodes ago between the two different Sorna packs, which was really awesome to see them interact. And now we get a lot more backstory on how these dinosaurs are created and the problems that, that go along with that. And uh, even some interesting details about, uh, you know, young raptors that uh, is very well-timed, Arjun. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not, but that was perfect. You know, that, that fit the ongoing theme here this week. And uh, I'm, I'm happy you did that, uh, you know, unintentionally or not. But let's start off here. We, we first get a glimpse of, uh, you know, Henry, Sarah, and Tim visiting Jerry Harding. Um, an interesting tidbit is that uh, Sarah says, Jess says hi. Now, if you didn't catch that one, that was Jess from Jurassic Park, the game. And she is the stepsister, I believe, of uh, Sarah Harding and the daughter of Jerry. So that's a really cool touch there. Tim also gets reintroduced to Harding and uh, he asks about the sick trike and uh, you know what was it that made the thing sick and they talk about the West Indian lilacs and the berries making the sick uh, the, the sick trike uh, the other way around trike sick um, he they uh, upon doing that they enter a room full of dinosaur cages and it seems like they're all sick something wrong with them all and it's this has been an ongoing plot point that we've heard about is dinosaurs getting sick but why, really? We don't really know yet, I don't think. And uh, th this is something really interesting here is Tim sees a young Velociraptor, as I mentioned before, in a cage at the end of the room. And uh, I guess it scares him so much that it knocks him on his butt. This is just hilarious. And uh, he's obviously shaken from the, from the situation that he's being put in surrounded by all these dinosaurs especially this raptor and uh you know he's he's just scared being in the presence of a raptor once again now we get to learn that this raptor is six months old kind of lines up with what we saw this week uh this past week from colin trevorrow um and uh so we got something to visualize at least right i mean we we have something in mind when we're talking about this in the in the uh episode here um and we find out that this is uh, i guess an original strain of raptor and this, I guess this raptor is not sick because it's immune. Um, so that's really, really awesome. And I guess they're trying to examine it to find out why. Now, we also learn a little bit of a, an interesting detail from earlier is that John Hammond gave Wu the go-ahead to create less aggressive versions, um, ones that are even smarter, actually, but less aggressive. So I guess they learned from those raptors in the first park, you know, I guess this is all around that time in the first park, you know, they saw how aggressive these things were. So John gave him the go-ahead to create something less aggressive, but smarter. And uh, I guess those ones were vulnerable to the strain, so that's an interesting detail there. Um, Tim, of course, like any of us, asks about feathered dinosaurs. And, uh, you know, Dr. Wu, he kind of gives this half answer in a way about DNA, sequence gaps, uh, but stops. I feel like he's, he's feeling like he's saying a little bit too much, like there's something he's holding back. I'm not too sure, but he does actually go into quite a bit more detail. So it doesn't seem like he's holding back too much. He does try to change the subject at one point and lead them to their, their quarters where they're staying for the weekend. But he does, like I said, he continues talking about their mix of DNA, uh, the possibility of making mistakes and all that as they're, they're trying out new DNA sequences. But this could potentially cause this, uh, I guess, disease that they're battling. But he does kind of, I guess, try to confirm to Tim 
that they they're pretty confident that they're creating dinosaurs that are as close to the real thing as possible. Wu goes on to mention, uh, you know, the first hatchling for Jurassic Park was uh, a Parasaurolophus, so that's really cool. Uh, not cool part is it only lived for a few weeks, so I guess they were still, you know, testing their boundaries, making sure they get things right. Um, and they are also apparently getting close to finding DNA within dinosaur bones, getting them closer, I guess, to creating different species. And interestingly enough, he mentions marine animals. So it's kind of, you know, walking them towards the, the route of Jurassic World that they'll be able to create more than just dinosaurs and kind of branch out a little bit. Um, he also mentions, there's there's so many details here, it's crazy, that's why I had to listen to this a bunch of times, but, uh, Wu also mentions that the first to survive infancy was the raptors, um, he talked about dinos and the fact that so many of them were dying initially from intestinal issues, early deaths, obviously, rabies-like diseases, um, so, yeah, it's, it's crazy, all these details that we're getting here, um, I love all these, these hard facts so we're getting about the start of the park and the problems that it, it they had i guess behind the scenes you know when we see jurassic park everything is so crisp and clean and perfect and no issues right until stuff falls apart but um aside from that we feel like everything is perfect but at least it looks like they at least had uh some some tough roads ahead of them before getting to that point um dr Wu does actually confirm to them that Kathy Bowman from The Lost World, the little girl, she contracted the disease that's, uh, I guess, all part of these, uh, the, the dinosaurs here getting sick, and it's from being bit by these compies. And uh, the, the group that's, that's, you know, talking with them is very shocked to learn, you know, they hadn't found out about these issues before, or really why they're here. So, uh, you know, they were kind of angry about that. But that's basically where we leave off. Um, it was a really interesting episode, tons of details. I'd certainly suggest listening to this one a few times just to pick up on all those little minute details that he, he throws in here so perfectly to kind of quench your thirst uh, for all these different questions you've had throughout the years. So thanks again, Arjun. Um, obviously in this episode he played Tim Jerry Harding played by Steve Hurl as he mentioned here uh, I think I think uh, Arjun mentioned all these uh, Ross Lane played Henry Wu Jennifer Tarek and uh, obviously music by John Williams nothing too surprising there just as always some really great picks from Arjun for the music um, if you guys are liking this ongoing series let him know he's at B-O-S underscore A-R-J-A-N on Twitter. We're also his Extinction Level 1, which is at Extinction L-V-L-J-P. Go let him know how much you like it and uh, give some thoughts on where you think this series is going. And stay tuned in a few weeks for Episode 12 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Where's Aunt Claire? 7 o'clock tomorrow night on the East Dock. Make sure he gets it right. But it's alive! Everyone on the planet is going to line up to appreciate it and everything done. People would say they could see the fleas. Oh, I could see the fleas. Mommy, can't you see the fleas? Are, are these characters uh, auto-erotic? No, no, no. Come on! Thanksgiving is over here in the States, which means it's time to get serious about Christmas and the upcoming holidays. But most of all, 
of course, shopping and, and thinking about all the the items that we want to put on our lists for this holiday. So to guide us through the insane amount of items that are available to Jurassic fans these days, I brought on my friend and, of course, contributor here to the podcast, Aaron Beyer. How's it going, dude? Uh, it's going good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I, I just, like, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of things that are available now. Um, even though we're in between movies at the moment, I still think there's just so much stuff, whether it's fan created or just, you know, officially licensed stuff. There's actually a ton for Jurassic Park fans to enjoy. Yeah, it was actually nice. I was and there was a lot of stuff to choose from, like the older franchise and like mm-hmm. this newer reboot stuff. Uh, it, it was definitely really interesting this time around. I feel like there wasn't a lot of brand spanking new releases that were very affordable like announced this year um we've got a bunch of stuff coming next year uh but you know there was definitely some stuff like i don't want to say left over but they're still making stuff uh featuring like jurassic world and and even jurassic park with a 20th and 25th anniversary Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of my items in, in my list here are mostly i would say yeah mostly fan created so i think fans are are the best people to go to during these times when there's not a ton of officially licensed stuff or we're in between that stuff so uh, the fans are the people that just keep on continuing to to uh, create stuff and uh, you know i gotta say i feel like the jurassic park community is a creative bunch and there's just there's endless amounts of stuff that i find you know whether it's people tagging me and stuff or or i just come across it on a hashtag uh, hashtag or something um but uh yeah there's a lot of fun stuff and uh i think i think we're gonna have a good time and suggest a lot of good stuff for people uh this coming season cool i'm excited that you have some like fan-made stuff because a lot of mine is like licensed type stuff so i think this will be like a nice mix uh for the oh, people yeah. out there definitely yeah because like the licensed stuff it's it's like the it's like easy buy stuff. You see it all the time and you're like, I got to get that. That's official, has a brand, a stamp on there. You know, you never know with some of the, you know, fan created stuff. You're, you're like, eh, should I be buying that? I don't know. But I want to support these people because they're awesome, you know, artists and stuff. But, you know, it's not official stuff. So I don't know if I'm allowed to do this or not, but it's always great stuff. All right. Uh, so I'm going to kick off with... Uh... Uh, something licensed uh, is something I'm going to say mid-price range, uh, and that is the new Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom uh, one-sheet uh, poster, uh, double-sided. Um, I found that at movieposter.com. Uh, I believe it's a Canadian company, so all their prices are in Canadian. And uh, let's see, it says here $62.49 Canadian. So uh, you probably drop that by about 30% for U.S. prices. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's the official teaser poster uh, with that cool logo, uh, that Lava Rock logo surrounded by the smoke and the sparks. Uh, it's got the Ian Malcolm quote, life finds a way. And uh, I just think this is really neat because I really appreciate that Universal is still releasing these um, single logo uh, posters for the Jurassic fans. I'm sure later down the line we'll get a bunch of character posters and um, dinosaur posters as the movie comes out. But to me, this harkens back to the original 90s classic movies and – Ideally, what I would like to do, I know in my place in California, I had room to put all uh, four posters up in a row. Um, now it's getting to be, I'm in a new place in Toronto for the last couple of years, so I don't really have room for all of them. But uh, one day I like to, I would like to have, you know, all, I'm going to say six posters, uh, seven if you include the Jurassic Park 3D uh, poster, which is fairly similar to the classics. Uh, but 
yeah, I just think it's a really cool design. I'm happy that Universal is still releasing them. And uh, I feel like if you're a huge Jurassic fan, maybe, you know, this if you're a huge fan, this wouldn't be a gamble on price. But if you're like on the fence about how you might feel about the movie, uh, you know, maybe hold off. But it's definitely a good thing to ask for for the holidays. Yeah, I guess that's a fair point. You know, we all assume we're going to love the movie. So it seems like an easy buy. Um, but yeah, I guess it, if you just like end up hating it, that's really sad first off, but I guess it's not something you'd want on your wall, but I do, I, I agree. This is an awesome poster. And if you do have the other ones, it's like a perfect pickup. You got to get it. Yeah. I just think it's really cool. Um, that, you know, like I said, that universal keeps giving us these. And again, I'm, I'm hope I'm excited to one day have both trilogies, uh, assuming that this new franchise is a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have both trilogies up on the wall. Um, you know, almost going wrapping around a room. I think that'd be really neat. Yeah, one day. I don't actually, to be honest, I I'm looking around like I remember, like I don't remember. But yeah, I don't have any like the official posters. Um, so I gotta get one. I gotta get on that, man. You know, I think the only official poster I might have might be the Jurassic World one, and I did get it from MoviePoster.com. So I don't know if they do re- if they're reprints or if they're official. Um, I know a lot of movie posters in the last few years because I, I was collecting them when I was working on films, but as they just got really expensive. Like I remember I worked on Avengers and the poster and that was a big deal, right? Because it was yeah. Avengers, right? It was, it was the first time all these heroes had joined up and um, my wife and I ended up getting the poster because we both worked on it. And it was like 80 bucks and we were like, we can't Ouch. keep this up. We work yeah. on way too many movies. And so it was like Avengers was like the last one. It was like, okay, this is a special movie. Um you know, it's expensive du- being the double sided, being official. But then, like, you know, Iron Man 3 came, was like, you know, the next one, and that IMAX poster was like $90. I was like, nope, I'm done. I work oh, on man. way too many films to be able to keep up this, <laughs> this trend of getting all these posters. And so now I reserve that money for very special movies. And I think to me, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom will be a special film. Yeah. Oh, let's hope. I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, that's, it is a great poster. It really, I mean, it's simple, you know, and it, it's a good, you know, uh, step up from the last one. So I, I like it. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, why don't you uh, yeah, go next? My my first pick here, um, actually, it's kind of like two for one in a way. Um, so this website, it's the celluloidandroid.com. If you go there, they actually have a lot of um, vehicle posters for different movies and, and iconic vehicles and stuff like that. Um, I think there's a few more items on there too, but... Of course, a few items stood out to me. Um, well, I see here the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Great. There's um, a few other things here. But the, the main ones, of course, is the Jurassic Park Jeep and the uh, Explorer Tour vehicle. Um, and they're really awesome prints. Um, I think you can get them in basically any kind of size you want. They start from $11. So I think that was like an 8x10 or something. So that's really easy to swallow. Pick up a, you know, a nice print for 11 bucks. It's kind of like half shot of a, a, a half front on shot of these two vehicles on two separate uh, prints. But the cool part is they actually have like big like letters, font, and stuff in the background that has quotes from the movie. Um, kind of behind the vehicles in a way. And the Jeep one, you know, with the iconic, it looks like gray and, and red here. And then it says, yeah, but John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. So, I mean, technically, I don't know why that's like, why they chose that quote. I mean, it doesn't really go with the vehicle that, that was said like inside. I don't know why that's there, but it's a, it's a great quote. Maybe that's why. 
Um, the other it's one. It's a great quote from the movie, and I love I love the next quote on this one. Yeah, and this one makes sense because like it was said in this vehicle too. So God creates dinosaurs, God destroys dinosaurs, God creates man, man destroys God, man creates dinosaurs. Um, so I love the style of these. They kind of look old and faded in a way, and uh, the vehicles look realistic enough. You can tell they're drawn, but they they do look pretty realistic. I just I love these designs. I don't know about you, but uh, I, there's something I need to get on my wall, so please buy these for me. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think everybody know, else will like it. I don't think there's anything wrong with them looking like they're drawn. Um, no, not at all. I, no. You know, it's definitely it's definitely a cool like artistic style choice to, uh, to do it this way, and I, I do love the words. Um, I wish there was a third car or a third poster or something to have like a like a set of three. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Or, or you know what? At but, least face them the opposite direction, so you can kind of put them side by side. That would have been that like would have been really cool. Key thing for me, yeah. But uh, as they are, they're really awesome. I think they're they're actually there. If you go to the next page, there is um, this the same posters, but the background color changes. So you can choose, I guess, whether you want the blue or orangey, yellow, gold. I don't know what that is, but. Um, Either way, it's really cool. You can pick a ton of sizes. The price goes up, obviously. But, um, yeah, I th- I, what I like to do is pick, like, artwork and, and handmade things and things that, like, people create on their own. So I think that's a good first step. Yeah, these are really neat. And these kind of remind me of, of, again, you know, Mondo. I think I said it last year where yeah. the, 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 art, the artistic uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? When, when people take, like, artistic liberties – uh, with some of these properties and do really cool like graphic design with it um it reminds me of mondo and that's kind of what this reminds me of um maybe not as as intricate as what mondo might produce but you know something just different and cool that you know not everyone is going to have if you're lucky enough to be able to hang this kind of stuff in your living room or or whatever uh yeah this is really cool i think i'm definitely going to add this to my wish list this year yeah it's simple clean and it's a good design so that's why i put it on my list so the next item on my list uh, is something that I have actually fond memories of at the holidays. Um, every Christmas, my aunt would get us a calendar. And this year, they have the Jurassic Park 25th anniversary uh, calendar. Um, I actually already picked this one up for some dumb reason. I was like afraid I wasn't going <laughs> to be able to find it eventually and then realized it's, you know, we live in the digital age. Like really, you know, most people aren't buying calendars other than maybe like like for a collector reason. Uh, but I think this one's really cool. Um, you know, the inside has all kinds of images from the movie. Uh, and it's really neat that, you know, Universal is recognizing the 25th anniversary with some really cool memorabilia. Oh, yeah. I know. Just recently, a whole ton of stuff, like, came out. And uh, that's one of the things that's kind of been on everybody's list for a while. Um, I don't know if posters are going out of – or what do you call it? Not posters. Uh, calendars are going out calendars. of style or not. I, I love calendars. I get them all the time. I – um, my sister got me one right here. It's actually like an Instagram dog, which is hilarious. I love it. It's hilarious faces on this dog. I got like Disney ones upstairs. Um, so yeah, I have like a bunch of them all over the place and, uh, hang them in different rooms if you need to. And why not have a Jurassic one? Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know what it is? I don't think I have the heart to write in this Jurassic one. No. Um, maybe <laughs> I'll either get like a duplicate or uh, I was at the store the other day and there's Justice League now and there's and there's Wonder Woman from, uh, you know, back in the summer. Maybe I don't I don't mind writing in something like that. But Jurassic, man, I don't know. I just don't know if I got the heart to write in it. 
You know, I never do. I, I never do. I, we have like actually the one we have upstairs has no no spots to even write. It's not even like a normal calendar. It's essentially just artwork with numbers on the bottom. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the way yeah, to do it. That's the kind of calendar I like, and especially you know if it has uh, cool scenes from the movie and whatnot, uh, that's a good one to pick up. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what else you got? All right, so I got um, this is a really recent one I found online. This dude uh, posted it online. I came across it, and I just, like, fell in love with this art print. Uh, it's from Tom Ryan Studios, and um, it's a – I don't know how to describe it perfectly, but it's a screen-printed poster. Uh, it looks like it's 18 by 24, so it's a decent size, and it's really, really awesome. It's got layers of color, and I think that's where the, the screen print comes in. And um, – so there's there's oh, it's easy to describe actually. It's the scene from Jurassic Park where the T Rex is chasing the Jeep, and at this moment in the poster, the Jeep had just broken through the tree, and uh, in the poster you can actually see uh, you can see Muldoon, Ellie. I think I, I can't tell is, if I scroll over this, maybe it'll enlarge or something. But I think Malcolm's in there somewhere. I just can't see him at the moment. Uh, I see his hand waving right there. Um, but yeah, it's really awesome. It's from like in front of the Jeep and everything. So you're kind of watching it come towards you, has some movie credits and stuff on the bottom, Jurassic Park logo up top, a lot of trees and and whatnot. It's, it's a really awesome poster. I absolutely love it. It's like kind of cartoony in a way. Um, but I think it's perfect. Yeah. It's got a really cool artistic style. Um, you know, a buddy of mine worked on this shot for the 3D version of the film. And uh, if I think if I was a little closer to this friend, I might drop this money uh, to get, for, you know, to get this poster for him. But uh, it still is really cool. Um, it's something I wouldn't, I, you know, it's something I would definitely pick up uh, for my office, uh, you know, as a fan. Um, again, it goes back again to Mondo not being the only, you know, people doing art prints like this or, you know, other high-end sellers. Uh, it's just fans out there doing really cool artwork, and it's cool to appreciate all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I haven't actually loved a lot of Mondo's work recently. Um, I feel like they've been kind of, like, taking things that have already been created and just kind of, like, laying over them or repainting it. It just doesn't look as good as I'd want it to look. So I, I tend Absolutely. to reach out to these fans and find, like, great art. And I know this one's limited. Um, what did he I, – I, I noticed on his uh, Instagram, um, I think it's only, he only made 50 of them. They're hand-signed, hand-numbered, um, and they're $50. So it's, it's a pretty obtainable price there. It's not too bad. Um, but, yeah, it's made by somebody, like, with heart and effort put into it, something he really wanted to create. So I, I think it's an easy pickup. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you mentioned like you know it, he has like a he has his heart in it, which I think is really refreshing today to see you know people making these things for fans because they are fans rather than you know Jurassic Park is it's back in the limelight with the Jurassic World franchise, and so I, some of this uh, you know a lot of the the memorabilia that's out there now or the collectibles are just made to get your money. You know they're mm -hmm. just made to like kind of prey on us a little bit as fans, and I think. You know, when someone goes to the to the puts the care in to create something handmade and then only does like a limited run and basically is like, look, this is for the hardcore fans out there. And the first 50 hardcore fans are going to be able to get one of these. I think that's really neat. Yeah. And so, like you said, it's it's only 50 people. So and I know he's been selling these at uh, Comic Cons and stuff like that. So I don't know what the number is right now, but 
head to this website. It's on Etsy. It's his Etsy. So I'll put a link in our show notes along with everything else that we talk about here today. Um, so so rush out, get this thing, pick it up for somebody you know or, or yourself or whatever. Put it on your list. Tell somebody to get it for you. The next thing on my list is something that actually came out when Jurassic World uh, came out a few years back. Um, but it's the Jurassic World Edition Monopoly uh, board game. And I just thought this was like an interesting thing. Uh, the price is still relatively low. Uh, it's it's only $30 on Amazon. Uh, I think this is, it's a weird thing to maybe ask for, you know, a board game these days. Um, I'm not a huge Monopoly fan. I think the last time I played Monopoly on a, on a board was um, when the East Coast had that big power outage and we were oh, just yeah. like stuck in our homes for, <laughs> uh, you know, this was like back in like 2003 or something like that. Oh, wow. But um Having a Jurassic World edition is really cool. I know Monopoly has like all the the different brands now and and whatnot. Um, but I I bought one of these when they first came out, and I'm just kind of waiting for like you know I'll open it and play it as soon as you know the power goes out for another two or three days. <laughs> um, you know Mon- Monopoly to me is just one of those things that you do when this isn't then this is not a knock I swear, but Monopoly is one of those things you do when there's absolutely nothing else to do. Um, just because it's such a lengthy game and because you know, it involves needing a lot of pe- you know a lot of people to make it fun. So, um, you know, why not add to the fun and get the Jurassic World edition? Yeah, you know, it, it kind of is. It's definitely not a one-person game. It's it's m- sort of not really a two-person game. I feel like you need more than that to kind of get into it. And if it's two-person, it's going to take you nine hours to complete this game, probably more. So yeah, like you said, you have to have absolutely nothing else to do. But uh, I do agree. I kind of love getting these. I have a bunch. I have like. Oh my god, I have like so many Star Wars versions of this game. I have a few Yankees versions for the the baseball team. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous, and I pro- I have some like normal versions too. Um, it's just one of those easy things to buy somebody or to pick up yourself. I I definitely play this, so that's a that's a, that's a good pick. Uh, All see. right, what else you got for me, I'm man? Checking out my list. I did not open my next one, but I actually have. This is an interesting one. I actually have never seen these before. Um, some of the younger folks might not even know what this is. It's a VHS lamp. Well, actually, just a VHS. You guys don't know what that is. If you don't, you're too young. But just check this out because it's actually a pretty cool retro item. It's, a, for some reason, a VHS lamp. I've never heard of this before. Have you heard of one of these? Uh, no, but the second you sent me this, I was like, sold. I'm getting this. I'm putting <laughs> this on my desk. I'm getting I'm putting this on my desk at work because I work in the dark for the most part. Uh-huh. So... I'm 100% sold. I'm buying this uh, if I don't get it for the holidays. Um, no, no. This is how I remember watching Jurassic Park for the most part. I mean, I yeah. saw it in theaters a bunch when I was a kid, but the VHS man, like that, it's it, it just had to have like warped or worn down because I've played it so many times. And the same for the Lost World, you know. Um, so to me, like VHS holds like a really special place in my heart. Uh, you look back and it's nowhere near as clear as Blu-ray or 4K. Uh, you know, um, it's just big, no, these but, big black boxes and yeah. this one glowing that orange, that amber color. It's so cool. Yeah. So l- let me describe it. It's a, it's a VHS lamp that those are words you've probably never heard together before. Um, so what it is, is kind of like, it's a VHS tape, which you've seen, um, in the inside, it actually, they put LEDs on the inside and you can actually choose, you can either like, uh, select like a bunch of, from a, diff- a bunch of different colors, um, but this is so awesome and like, this is so cheap to pick up 
And we're in that like day where, you know, Stranger Things is like a huge thing right now. This is giving off those like vibes 100%. So retro, so awesome. And I don't know, it's something I never knew I wanted, but now I need it. Yeah, you know, and kudos to this. Uh, I'll, I'll call him an artist. For, oh, you know, for sure. sure. They they created a cool product. You know, this is something I, I never would have thought of in a million years to create myself. And I want one so bad for my desk at work. I know. I know. I like I just did not even know this was a thing. And I don't even know how I came across it. I think it was um, I think it was on Twitter. I think I liked it and just was like, oh, whoa, what? What is this? I need this. This is absolutely awesome. So like you said, this is something you can just put on your desk uh, set it up there, look at it and then surprise people. People will be like, Oh, what's that? You have a VHS. What's going on there? And then you just flick it on and you got this cool lamp in your room. Uh, I was reading about it. It says it's pretty bright too. So that's cool. Um, or I think if you have like a kid's room or something like that, that's a really cool option for a kid's room too. But this is a, this is a strange pickup, but definitely do it. I absolutely love it. So again, I'll put the link in the show notes, but, uh, pick this one up for sure. Yeah, this is totally cool. Thanks for showing me this one. Yeah, man. I, th- I figured you'd like that one. But uh, yeah, on to the All next, right. I guess. Let's see. The next thing I've got um, is something old. Uh, and I don't even know if you would be able to uh, you know, always find a specific one. Um, but I put on here, you know, old Jurassic Park comics. Um, they're really cool uh, as far as like the artwork is concerned. I think the stories are, are a little bit dated for sure, uh, you know, because we're talking the 90s and we're talking, you know, Topps Comics, which is was not exactly like a major comic publisher back in the day. Uh, but the artwork, artwork is really cool. And if you're into like framing, uh, you know, comic books and you're into Jurassic Park, I feel like these this is like kind of that perfect, uh, you know, marriage of, you know, we were talking today about like it's really cool that people are doing um, – you know, their own artwork, right, for this franchise. But yeah. these these comic books had their own style. And, you know, for instance, like Raptor number one, that is something I would totally love to have, you know, framed and put on my wall. Or, you know, there's, there's a comic with, uh, like, Raptors attacking a helicopter. That's just an awesome image. Like, I don't get why... <laughs> like why you wouldn't want to have that uh the the original uh comic with the t-rex attacking the car is is super cool um you know if you were able to get a full run you would also be able to get like a full story that was never told before uh you know i just think they're really cool and for people that you know maybe weren't old enough in the 90s uh but are into comic books today uh this is kind of a cool flashback uh you know to what you know what i read as a kid uh, after Jurassic Park had come out uh, and they're not very expensive you can get full runs for like less than $20 um, if you want to hunt down collector uh, like collectible like uh, paperbacks of compilations uh, I think you can get those on Amazon uh, they the IDW recently published those maybe last year or two years ago um, like six volumes of, of they called it Jurassic Park classic or classic Jurassic Park one of the two and it was it's just I, I was reading through them and the stories are so weird uh, and it's just it's just fun and interesting and, and not that expensive uh, to get as a collector and a fan. Yeah, I know. I'm scrolling through these and, yeah, they're super cheap, some of them. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of these already. But like you said, it's well worth picking up just to, like, hang up. I actually never thought about that before, like framing it, put it on the wall. I, uh, I, I frequent a comic book shop all the time, and they actually do have a few Jurassic Park comics in there. Nothing like uh, – no like full runs or anything like that. So I always hesitate because I'm like I, I, I maybe I'll find eventually like a, just a place where I can pick up the full run 
instead of piecing it together and not knowing what I picked up and always forgetting because I, I constantly forget what I already bought comic-wise. And actually, before we started this, I'm like, oh, man, I picked up two of the same comics. My bad. So that happens to me a lot. But um, so, but if you can, actually try to go out to a comic shop and see if they have these. It might be rare. It might be hard to find, first off, a comic shop. But also might be hard to find these in the shop because they are kind of you know, old at this point. But... Check it out first because those places need your support, you know? Yeah, you know, the last time I think I found actual Jurassic Park comics in a comic shop that weren't like the newer runs, um, like so I'm talking more of the classic ones. Uh, I was in college, so we're talking 2003, 2004. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, it was it was definitely a, a rare thing to find that even then. So now I'm sure it's even a little more rare. But oh, sometimes, yeah. you know, a lot of the comic stores, because they know they can't sell them, individually they will they'll hunt down the rest of the collection and then they'll sell them for a little bit of an up price as a, as yeah. a whole run but if you can get the whole run you get all that artwork you get the full story uh you know and we're not talking about just a retelling of the movies that there is that um i'm talking like the weird random offshoots of you know raptor and return to jurassic park and all those other uh random stories that have kind of been you know, sourced out, you know, if you reread those, um, they actually took, you know, those comics actually provided some source material for Jurassic World, which I found really, really interesting. Yeah. And just looking through these all, the one thing that like really stands out to me is the the artwork, like you said, but also the logo, like the Jurassic Park logo itself. Um, you know, there's actually, there's a standard logo here, but there's also like, you know, they switch from red to yellow and then they actually have like Jurassic Park adventures with like a different, you know, tagline underneath. They have, um, return to Jurassic Park with like different red fonts and stuff like that. Silver, silver, like, uh, more metallic-y, not like the Jurassic World one, but like looks straight like metal. It looks awesome. Um, and some actually with no logo, no logos on them at all, but uh, I think, like you said, it's it's worth picking up for the artwork and, and the logos themselves because they're really awesome looking. Yeah, I think if, you know, as a Jurassic Park fan, if you were to ask for these or if you, you know, had a, a friend that was really in a Jurassic Park, even if they, you know, already had this issue, um, you know, from when they were a kid, nowadays the ones that you would buy are probably in better condition than the ones they already have. And a fan's going to really appreciate these. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would love it. You know, I, I need these. Um and it's kind of like something like you put on your list. I think I mentioned this kind of last year is like sometimes people look at your list and they're like, I'm not going to buy that. You know, why, why would I buy that for somebody? It's just like it's a cheap thing. It's I don't know. Like I remember a few years ago I put like posters on my on my Christmas list. And I remember my brother-in-law was like, uh, I, I saw your list. I was, I was going to buy you like this dinosaur poster you have, but I bought you this instead. Because I didn't know what that was. I'm like, well, I put it on there. I like it. I like these comics. I like posters. Pick them up. You know, like, don't be afraid. These are awesome. That's actually a, a really funny story. I, yeah. I had a, I had a similar situation with uh, um, my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law got me uh, got me some uh, movie posters, and they were really awesome, man. They were like, it was like for Terminator Genesis. But it was one of those things, you know, he, he was new to the family, and he didn't really, really know me. So he did. He just, he he. He kind of got out of maybe I'll say like out of his comfort zone. He's not a huge movie guy, I don't think. But you know, he got me something I really appreciated. I got like a um, he got me a, a what was it? It was Terminator Genesis. No, not Genesis. Terminator Salvation. And he got me a Joker poster. And man, those are really cool. Those are you know I still I still have those with me. 
Yeah, actually, now that I now that you were talking, I, I had a chance to think. It was actually the the posters that I asked for that year. It was uh, it must have been 2015 because I asked for. I think I put like a link to eBay or something like that, or so I forget where it was from, but it was that Mark Engler poster, the Jurassic World one with the you know the upside down explorer with a raptor on top. Mm-hmm. But also, the, and then another poster. It, it was awesome, so awesome. I find it even cooler to be honest. It was a, a, a poster for the good dinosaur, but it was that same poster. It was the Mark Engler post poster, but for the good dinosaur had like the dinosaur from that movie on top of like a vehicle it was so awesome i i just i wanted that so bad but it's like it looks like a kid's thing and i, and I guess he's like ah, i don't know i'm not gonna pick that up for him he's this guy's 30 what does he want this for <laughs> i get it he didn't get like the symbolism behind that poster no, or no. like the the homage or whatever <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny um yeah i don't know again it's the holidays you know get people what they would want you know like uh, you know, I respect the heck out of my brother-in-law for getting me those things because I know that he didn't really know me at the time. He didn't really have to put really any thought into a gift, but he definitely found something that I would enjoy, and that's what the holidays are about, you know? Yeah. Uh, whose turn is it? My turn or is it your turn? I forget where we are. Uh, you just... Uh, um, I just did comic books, so I think it's your turn. Oh, yeah, it's my turn. Okay, so my next one is actually like a batch of a few things, a few items, because I, I, I didn't want to just single it on one because... These are actually things that I've been picking up a lot myself recently. It's like, I don't know. I feel like with fandoms, you kind of go through waves of items and stuff like that. Like uh, currently and for you know the past few years, obviously, like Funko Pops have been a big thing. Uh, but like right now, I feel like um, enamel pins are like a huge item that um, a lot of places, a lot like places like Mondo and other places, fans and different artists and stuff are creating their own. And uh, they're theming them to different movies and stuff. So I'm like, well, let me just put a whole bunch of them. I wanted to feature a few different artists here and, and kind of get a few different takes. So if you wanted to pick up one or you didn't like this one or that one, you could choose from a few. Um, so here, enamel pins, you know, they're typical pins like you'd pick up. Um, like if you're a fan of like Disney, you have like pin traders and stuff like that. Essentially, that's what these are. Nice little pins with the, uh, you know, the class back and stuff. I've actually picked up a few. Um, I'll start off with those ones first, actually. Um, you've all probably seen, like, these Mondo pins that were out recently. They actually um, replicate the paddock signs, which are really awesome. Like, um, the pin itself is only the, uh, like, the symbol or the logo um, of, like, uh, the individual paddocks. So I have a Brachiosaurus one here. has Isla Nublar on the back. And uh, same thing for the Dilophosaurus with the island on the back. Um, and then it comes in this cool, like, stand that actually looks like the the like the like full outline of a sign. So it's Yeah, the really stand awesome. is like the concrete pillar from exactly. the film. Yeah, it's really cool. So I have, I have two of these already. I mean, there's actually five of them that you can uh, pick up. They actually – what do they have? They have uh, T-Rex, Triceratops – um what's the i didn't open it up of course uh, i think a raptor um well they have all of them oh, yeah, except the for the one Sickle dinosaur claw. that no one ever remembers is in that film which is the gallimimus did that wait did, you said they have the gallimimus or no no that's oh, the one yeah. that like no one ever get, no one ever remembers that that's in oh the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah so like yeah, there's yeah. never like there's never been like a uh there's not even a skeleton design for the gallimimus <laughs> like the gallimimus logo for the paddock is, is literally just the silhouette of a skin 
covered Gallimimus. Like yeah. everyone else gets cool like bones, Gallimimus gets nothing. <laughs> well, these ones are really awesome. Yeah, these are these are the bone like outlines. Uh, Triceratops one actually, yeah, I guess it's bones. Um, but uh, then this the raptor gets a sickle claw like foot there. Um, there's like red colors. Some are yellow. Some are red and yellow. And these are forty dollars. You could pick them up. You can pick up five for forty dollars. Um, you know, I got to be honest. I feel like the inventory on this is probably pretty slim at this point because they've been on sale for a long time. And I know like a lot of the Mondo stuff goes out of out of print essentially um, pretty quickly. So you know, pick these up if you get the chance because they're they're really awesome. Uh, the next one here actually. This is from Love Art Club. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes, of course. It's the the night vision goggles. Um, this one is uh, $10. So all these are, are around about the same price, which is great. They're really easy to pick up. Um, cheap shipping because they're tiny, you know. Um, and uh, I think I don't – it doesn't – oh, no, it does say here. The lenses on these actually spin. So it's like a – you know, it's got the cool feature of just the, the enamel pin, but it also spins as well. So that's a really cool feature there. Um, the next one I have here is from Ursa Major Supply, and I have this one actually. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I picked up – I think I did pick up those goggles the other day, so they should be <laughs> they should be on the way. Um, but – so nobody get me those. I already have them. Uh, the next one I do actually have <laughs> myself uh, <laughs> is uh, this, this uh, Ursa Major Supply pin. It's actually um, – not, it's not technically like Jurassic Park, but it is. Let's be honest. It's a piece of amber, kind of like cool, like cell shaded looking thing with, um, with a, a mosquito in the middle. M- middle? What is that kind of word? Middle. Um, middle. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I just love this one so much. I don't know why. It, it's very, very cool, cartoony in a way, but uh, really awesome. And yeah, like I said, it's not like, oops. I'm dropping stuff over here. It's not like officially like Jurassic branded or anything like maybe the Mondo pins. Um, but uh, it is really cool. The one to pick up. Uh, let's see. What's another one I have? Oh, this one here. Uh, let's see. This is uh, from Soar Winners. Um, you can pick this one up on Etsy. Also $10. It's uh, the tour vehicle. So the, the Explorer. Uh, that one looks really awesome. You know. Not much to describe. It's a tour vehicle, so it's easy to to think about there. Pick that one up. It's really awesome. I don't know if you got a chance to look at that one or not. Yeah, I'm looking at all of them. The uh, the enamel pins I didn't realize was like a like a new like kind of like trendy little thing to get. Um, I have the the enamel pin of the Cryo Can uh, by oh, Patty nice. Lapel, and that's really cool because when you open it up, there's like little embryos inside. Um, like it flips open. Yeah, and I think then there's like the little actually. embryos. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm going to pick these up. I'm For Jurassic June uh, this coming year, I want to do a thing at work where I just wear a Jurassic Park thing every day for 30 days. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I only – okay, I only have 15 shirts. So this will help <laughs> me like cover some of those bases, um, you know, uh, as, as, as the month goes on. Uh, yeah. I'll get these. And, you know, I, I didn't put this on my list as far as like things I think because I don't think about them. But – you know, there's there's all kinds of Jurassic clothing this year. There's um, you know, there's a really cool Jurassic Park shirt that has like Jurassic Park written in Chinese and Japanese. Uh, there's uh, Target has the Jurassic Park underwear that looks like the oh, yeah, yeah. um, like a um, like Muldoon like shorts or whatever. Um, they've got Jurassic Park underwear that just have like the logo all over them. Um, I picked up T Rex socks at Target. 
that had yep, like the Jurassic Park license. So there's just all kinds of cool, fun stuff, uh, you know, going around uh, that you can pick up. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much and Target. Yeah, it's been a good source for uh, for Jurassic Park stuff. I think they have like um, a lunchbox and a thermos now, which is pretty cool. What? Yeah, yeah, dude. They've got a Jurassic Park lunchbox. So I'm oh. sure that's cheap enough. That's going to be an easy one to pick up. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And, and and they actually, I think it was like floating around Twitter. They actually have like a like a really cool um, new design for like a T-shirt, and I did not find it. I uh, I went there the other day as soon as I found out about it, and uh, it wasn't there. Whether it was like sold out or not there yet, I'm gonna assume it wasn't there yet. It, it looks kind of new, and it was only online. So uh, let's hope that comes comes to the store soon. But um, it'll yeah. turn up in stores. I tried ordering it here to Toronto because we don't have we don't have Target anymore in the actual uh, like oh, brick and mortar anymore in 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 Canada. So in Canada, <laughs> there's none. No, they closed. Yeah, they all closed up. Oh man, um, that's they crazy. still have a, Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but I tried ordering the shirt and the shirt's only like, it's like $9, but then the shipping was like 30 bucks. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> God. But, um, geez, man, that's crazy. I, I know just to get it like over the border. I'm like, I think I'll go to the States, put <laughs> yeah. it on and just wear it back. <laughs> oh God. Um, but, uh, the wrapping up these pins, man, uh, you know, these are really easy to pick up super cheap. You can put them on like a backpack. You can wear them to work or something on your shirt. Like you said, put them on like a lanyard if you want um i'm thinking about actually like getting like um a big cork board and just like essentially putting these all up on a cork board i get a lot of pins through loot crate and stuff too so i got a lot of pins to put up there i think i'm gonna like start a a habit here i think this is pretty bad i'm just gonna like insanely like buy all these it's it's bad news for me yeah, I'm always jealous of the people doing the pin trading at Disney. And yeah. I think the only reason I can't bring myself to do it is like, and like one, like I don't get me wrong. I love Disney, but like the pins are like a lot of cash to like get going. But then like the idea of like of getting a pin you love and then like having to trade it away. It's like, ah, no, 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 that's not for me. Yeah. But um, I think enamel pins are really, really cool. Yeah, I think they're like a little badge of honor. They're you know something you throw on your yourself or your backpack or something like that. And uh, I just love it. I think they're really cool. Um, and like I said, I hope it's not like too much of a fad right now. Um, but I think they're awesome. So, uh, do you have anything else on your list? Uh, yeah, I think I got a couple things here. Let me. I, I'm sorry. I actually looked at this lunchbox on Target, and it's like <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to order it like later today. It's yeah. super cool. Well, the shipping is um, going to be ninety dollars. So heads up. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, so let's see. I have a couple things on my list. Uh, do you have anything else on yours? I do, yeah. Okay, well, then Do you cool. want me to I'll go just, first? We'll just or? keep going. No, uh, you did what? You just did pins, right? I just did, I'll do yeah. this one. Um, so I actually got one of these last year for Christmas um, from my grandmother, and it is on Amazon. If you just type in Jurassic Park blanket, <laughs> you will get a bunch of, of blankets. Uh, that are Jurassic Park. Now, some Surprising. of them are licensed, but the one that I got and that I absolutely love is like the Tapestry Throw, and it has the Jurassic Park logo just on it. Now, I don't think it's licensed by Universal or anything, but uh, I can attest, as someone who has now had it for a year, it is. it looks exactly the same today as it did uh, last year when I got it. So uh, the inks have not faded out yet. Um, it's just really, really cool. I use it uh, at work. It, you know, people. It's kind of different because no one, who, you know, no one has a Jurassic Park blanket, right? Except for <laughs> you know this lu- this lunatic over here. But um, oh, you know, it looks really cool uh, in uh, 
you know, at work, I ended up bringing it home at one point because I just, I kind of cleared out, you know, I, I accumulate stuff at work. So I just brought a bunch of stuff home. And right now it's hanging off the back of our couch in my living room, which I have not been told to put away yet. And I think it's because it kind of matches our living room. Oh, that's so good. I've not been told to put that away. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really, really cool. Uh, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's, it's nice to have extra blankets, I think, for when guests come over or just if you're lounging around. And uh, to me, there's no better, uh, no better logo to cover your body with than the Jurassic Park classic logo. <laughs> I think that's good. I like that you sent me the link for that. Uh, it looks warm. It looks comfy. I like the logo. It's yeah, a good logo, right? It, it, I mean, it's as you know, it's as classic as ever. So, um, I would actually love to get. A, this is so dumb. I would love to get an entire set for like one for every movie. But I yeah, don't, I don't know that. if that's I'd a realistic. That Lost World one. I don't know if that's a realistic desire. <laughs> Now, yeah, you all talked right, about putting the posters on your wall. You hang all those throws on the wall. I think you could do it, man. You'd, it'd be a dark room, though. It'd look very dark. So much black and black and <laughs> silver and black and gray. Uh, but uh, anyway, I thought I would throw that on there. Not that I'm not that I want another one this year for the holidays, but I did get it last year. And it's still like I absolutely love it. Uh, it's one of my it's one of the things I use on a daily basis. So. What's uh, what's next on your list? All right, so this is the last item I have on my list, um, and you've a lot of people have probably heard about this already. I think I talked about it recently, or probably a few times, um, but it's actually from our buddy Derek um, with Paradise Collectibles Group, and also I guess uh, along with uh, Chronicle Collectibles. But it's the John Hammond cane. Um, <clears throat> so this is a like a one-to-one replica got a hanging mount so you can actually hang it up on the wall it's got the jurassic park logo in the back on the mount um but it's the yeah it's the it's legit like the same thing it's it's the cane from the movie uh it's got the amber it's got a mosquito in there it looks like weathered and worn it it's it's awesome i i think it's a great piece um one of one i think like the better looking like chronicle you know pieces that, that are out there um or just collectible pieces in general really it's two hundred and forty nine dollars ninety nine cents. So it's really not that bad, to be honest. Like it's pretty manageable uh, compared to other collectibles, high end collectibles. Uh, you can actually, of course, you can do these payment plans that a lot of these places have. So it's like two, three, six months, or full price. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think it's a really cool looking piece. And uh, you know, if you're a fan, I think you got to have it. Yeah, you know, I was looking at that, and it reminds me of. Um there's a game of thrones sword that you can buy i don't i don't know the name i'm a, i like game of thrones but i don't not i'm first off i'm terrible with the names and oh, then God, i'm yeah. definitely bad with the names of swords uh but <laughs> um there's an episode of the big bang theory that revolves around them like getting this sword um and they like hang it in their apartment like with pride and like like it's like this this point of like valor for them and i'm oh, like God. yeah there's nothing more passive uh, you know, compared to a cool Game of Thrones sword than having an old man's cane, uh, you know, hung up on your wall. But <laughs> I'm not that cool. So I would totally put this on my wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there might be a, a chance where, you you know, you, you go for the walk, you know, a casual walk here and there. And you might, like, say, I could use a little support. And you, and you go ahead, you bring it with you. Or if it's, like, Halloween or something. But really, it's a showpiece. You put it up on your wall display it uh put it in the corner of a room or something like that it's it's such an awesome piece looks legit to me um seen a lot of pictures of it so it it looks like a a great piece so uh yeah that's on my list and i you know i most of my items pretty much all my items have been like real cheap real easy to pick up this one might be a little bit harder but you know with these payment plans and stuff like that it's super easy 
I wish I had this when I worked on Jurassic World because I would have pointed out like all my all my critiques. I would have pointed them out with the cane on the monitor. Oh, that would have been so good. Oh, God. Yeah, everybody would have Sorry, thought you were right. crazy for sure. Well, everyone thinks I'm crazy anyway, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> all right, so is that the last thing on your list? That is the last one, yeah. Okay, so I've got one thing that I would definitely love. And I got two things that are super crazy stretches. All right. Okay. The, the the one thing that I would absolutely love, and I think is a great gift for any uh, you know collector. Last year, I said, get Jurassic Park fans Kenner Coelophysis out of the box, right? Because yeah. the Kenner Coelophysis, I said, is kind of like you can never have too many. Well, I'm back with another uh, Kenner toy that I don't think you can have. You can never have too many, and that is the Night Lost World uh, Kenner Parasaurolophus. And the reason I say you can never have too many is because they were in herds in the movie. And um, I think I'm up to like six or seven. And I would love to get like 20 of these things. And they're oh, still like not badly priced. They're like 24 bucks. I think they were like they were like 15 or 20 dollars new in 97. So, um, you know, 24 dollars, 20 dollars, 21 dollars, 19 dollars, 17 dollars. And, you know, for me, as long as I have one that works, you know, for like my collection, the rest of them can be. They can have battery corrosion on the inside. I don't really care. But, you know, for, for collectors of the Kenner stuff, um, I think the Parasaur or the Parasauralophus is is definitely something I have too much of. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I only have one. And it's one that I recently picked up, like, not that many months ago. And I, ne- I never had this one before. Oh, you need more. You need I more, know. Brad. You need, I, like, ten. I think you're right. I think I need a few more to go uh, up on my shelf here. They're so manageable. They're so small, you know, pretty small. Compared to some of the other bigger dinosaurs, uh, I'm more more so mid mid range, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's a really beautiful piece between the colors on the face and the 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 back and everything. It looks looks really great, and it looks legit. Like we've said it before on the podcast, it looks legit like the Crash McCreary. Um, oh yeah, you know, two yeah. D rendering for sure. Um, you know, so I'll leave that there. And speaking of Crash McCreary, here comes my two long shots. Uh, the first one is the Chronicle Collectibles Baby Raptors. Uh, I think these are absolutely awesome. Um, I know that the Breakout Rex got a lot of flack for the paint job, uh, but what I've said in our Breakout Rex review, the one thing I'm excited about with these is, these were black and white drawings originally, and this is like a 3D sculpt of of those baby raptors from the Crash McCurry artwork. Um, they're absolutely beautiful as far as like what they're showing on the website. Um, I'm sure quality might come down a little bit, but still, because we've never seen these in an actual movie, um, you know, there's room there's room for interpretation. There's room for some mistake uh, as far as like you know the paint goes. Um, I think they're really cool. They're really cute. Um, you know, I would love something like that. Chronicle. I'm in Canada, so they have them listed at 650 uh, shipping first quarter of 2018, uh, which I'm sure will get delayed at some point. Uh, but they're they're super cool. The only thing that would make them, I think, even like I'm not even gonna say better, but another like they could do like a variant where they could actually like make them black and white, like shading like the actual Crash huh. McCurry artwork. Yeah. Um, and the other long shot is the Chronicle Collectibles Indominus Rex, which uh, I'm looking here is selling for $800. There's a lot of contra- Yeah, there's a lot of controversy around this figure, especially because you know it looks great on its own. But ultimately, it's designed to go with a companion piece, which is going to be T-Rex and Blue, which is going to, I'm assuming, run another $800. Yeah. Um, that's quite a bit for a collectible, but it never hurts to ask. 
<laughs> I'll never get it as a gift, but it never hurts to ask. So it'll be I'll that one it on item. It stays on it, your I'll list. I'll throw it on there yeah. as the Hail Mary. Yeah, like <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I just think it looks really cool. And again, who knows? The quality might come down as, as the Breakout Rex ones uh, did. You know, again, we, we rated that kind of, uh, you know, in an eight or a nine just because of the the low, you know, the, the hit they took in, in paint quality from, uh, you know, from the stills they showed versus what they actually delivered. But the one I got was was fine enough. And it's, it's something I would, you know, I, I might pick up another Chronicle item, you know, here and there, depending on, you know, my money situation. But uh Eight hundred dollars a bit steep, but this Indominus looks really, really cool. Yeah, that's a good point though you made on the uh, the Raptors because we never like had an official thing to compare them to really in the in like a film. Um, you know, with the Breakout Rex, there's there's obviously a lot of a lot of um, reference to go off of, and especially with, I guess they could do the same with these Raptors if they some you know I forget how, what did they release so far did they they release a finalized um, concept of it or, or or not I forget like a finalized um, image Chronicle yeah so they've released production like okay. images of what they you know they're aiming for um, you know again I think it always looks better yeah the it always prototype does. always looks better than what you get so. Um, you but know, like, who yeah. knows? I think the sculpts are really cool. They're they're dead on. Uh huh. But it could the 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 yeah it could go down, and you, it would should probably still be acceptable because there's not too too much to compare it to. Um, as far as the Indominus goes, like, yeah, that's that's tough. And isn't that thing huge? Like, I forget what the dimensions are, but like, I, I feel like those were huge. That's sort of my problem with a lot of Chronicle pieces are that they're just so big, and I kind of want like something a little bit smaller. You know, I can't justify like giant items, but um, the, they're a lot of them are, are really good looking. Uh, some of them not so much, but uh, you know, you can take what you can get, I guess. Yeah, the Indominus is sixty inches long, or no, I'm sorry, sixty. It's thirty inches long, and I think they were saying that when you put this with the T Rex, that it's going to create a diorama that's around seventy inches. Does that wow. seem? That seems a bit crazy, but yeah. maybe not too off. And and to be honest with you, if if you, if you have not picked this up yet and you, you actually like these Chronicle collectible statues, uh, but you just can't afford them, if you can hunt down the Jurassic World Blu-ray box set that's got the statues in it, I think Amazon still has some for like 60 bucks. Those statues are leaps and bounds better than the statue that came with the Jurassic Park uh, Blu-ray release. Oh, yeah, Those yeah. statues are actually really good. Like those bookend statues, they're really, really good. Um, I had those on my desk for a while. They're beautiful for the price point that they were released at. Oh yeah, I, I have those. I think the the Indominus looks uh, a bit better than the T Rex, but they're they're pretty nice. I like them a lot. I think they're they're nice little pieces. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, if you if you got the money, go for Chronicle. If you don't, get that Blu-ray set. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So is that uh, that's all on your list, right? That's it. That that clears me out for my for my wish list for this holiday season. Um, you know, yeah. again, we didn't have too many new releases. We got a lot coming next year. Next year is going to be a good year for Jurassic fans. But uh, oh, yeah. this year was a little was a little uh, sparse. But I think we found some cool stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And I'll probably stick to it again next year. I think by the time next year rolls around, you know, Fallen Kingdom will have been out for a long time, uh, probably on DVD already. And um, I think the fan art in a lot of that stuff will step it up leaps and bounds and, and have some really cool like new stuff to base art off of so I, I like I, like I've done this year I'm I'm really excited to see where like 
you know, friends and, and people in the community and artists and stuff like that take it, you know, when it comes to uh, the new material. But, you know, at least for now, we have um, a few more items to go over here. We actually, you know, aside from us giving you our opinions as to what you should get or put on your lists, a lot of you actually came to us and said, you know, we'd like these things. So we reached out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, we have a few items here that you guys want. So uh, let's let's start over here on uh, Twitter. Uh, Master Builder 164 here says, I'm saving up all my money for the Jurassic Park anniversary items. So yeah, that's that's certainly fair. Like we said, there's a lot of uh, really cool items and some, a lot of them haven't been released yet. Um, some have. I think a lot of people are picking up that coin. Um, the the um, I was going to say poster again. It's not a poster. It's a uh, calendar. No, so I'm excited. The 25th anniversary stuff, it is coming out. There's the, there's the coin that I think a lot of people already have um i know at first i wasn't interested in the coin but then i was like all right whatever let's see let's see how much it costs and i i couldn't find one in stock anywhere um there's a little golden book coming out next year there's all kinds of 25th anniversary stuff coming out so that's really really exciting yeah the uh, golden book is one that i absolutely need to get like that's that's the number one i don't care about most of the other stuff um but i need that gold little golden book um, oh yeah i'm already i already know that i'm getting at least three or four copies like for different people there's golden books are cheap golden books are like less than 10 bucks so like why wouldn't you get that yeah it's necessary i feel like um daniel steven here on uh, twitter again ha- uh, says i had the same framed pic of owen and his bike on the living room wall for more than two years time for a change and uh but obviously i hope for anything jurassic so really just uh i guess just hoping for something to be honest <laughs> He'll take what he can get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, sometimes you need to like refresh. You know, you, you have something on the wall for a while and you look at it so much, you're like, uh, maybe I should move it, put something new there. So we have, we submitted a lot of options for you for, for your wall. Um, Fishing with Dom here says uh, he wants the mobile command center. Uh, so that's admirable. You know, like a lot of us want that. <laughs> that is, that's a collectible that, uh, yeah, you j- definitely you know ask for it if if someone gets it for you and it's missing a few pieces you can always find those pieces on ebay uh if you can't get it for the holidays man haunt that down that thing's awesome uh jurassic al uh he's pretty straightforward he just wants a trailer a trailer would be nice he says uh so yeah, <laughs> that would be nice and I, I i think we'll you know we'll definitely have it by then so you know happy holidays <laughs> <laughs> my mind my mind went to like the lost world trailer i'm like yeah i want a trailer too That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah he also wants that's two guys with the trailer yeah um yeah uh let's see here um lexiani says let's see um get some cool dinosaur toys books etc and the 25th anniversary jp calendar um, Yeah, people loving the calendar yeah i you know i it's not necessarily on my list um uh, I'd rather almost have like a like some of that cool artwork we talked about, but uh, I think it's perfectly acceptable. Pick that thing up. Um, Patrick here says he wants the Lost World Jurassic Park Bull T-Rex, Thrasher T-Rex, Mobile Command Center, Sarah Harding, and Triceratops. So that's a that's a pretty big list there, dude. Uh, that's, that's a tough. big list, man. You, you might you might be, be have better luck getting a time machine and going back <laughs> oh, and getting man. it. Cause... That's tough. That's Sarah Harding, man. She's a, she's a tough one to find. Yeah, and it oh well, for sure. And also, it depends on how much like whoever you're asking, like how much they want to spend, because that's gonna be quite a bit of money, to be honest. Like you're talking like 
probably like uh, I mean sometimes these things go for a lot on eBay like a hundred for like a bull T-Rex I've seen like $80 for a Thrasher uh, mobile command center I don't even know what that goes for anymore it has to be at least $100 at least and the rest the I'm command, not sure. oh I think you're looking at at least 200 but yeah, you know probably. then again I asked for an $800 Indominus Rex so that's eh, true he's that's probably true. got a better shot than I do <laughs> Um, I think that's it from Twitter. Uh, let's see. Uh, Instagram. Let's see what they said. Corey Crop here says some money towards finishing Jurassic Calf, my dinosaur Jurassic Park tattoo tribute. That's actually that's a really good idea. You know, I I I've always thought about look like putting like tattoo money on my list, but I doubt people will get that for me because um, I I need to like continue my you know habit here I, I only have one so it's not really a habit i guess but uh it's something i've wanted to continue so that's a really good uh good one to put on your list i so badly want a jurassic park tattoo the problem is is that i don't trust i don't trust any artist to oh, do it as amazingly as i like think it should look in my head so like i know they do a bunch of drafts and they like you have to approve the artwork and all that stuff but i still don't trust that in the heat of the moment or just in the, you know, like I twitch something, I, I twitch weird or something like that. And like the needle just askew or whatever and, and like messes up my artwork and then yeah. it's just bad artwork on my body forever. I, then, I, I, yeah. I really want one, but I don't have the guts to go with like it. Malcolm has like a crooked nose or something like that on your leg. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Oh, um, Godzilla Petty here says uh, sweatshirt. So. That's a that's a unique one. <laughs> you can get sweatshirts online. I've that's seen true. Them. That's very true. And you know what? They actually have those like Christmas ones. I have one. I have a, a Jurassic World like Christmas sweatshirt. So go ahead, pick that up. That's actually a great pickup. I wear it that's all awesome. the time, even when it's not Christmas. So <laughs> uh, you got you got to do what you got to do. You know. Um, C Lane Photography here says the 25th anniversary calendar. So, again, another good one to pick up. Uh, and lastly here, Facebook, uh, Matt says, uh, well, guess what? He says 25th anniversary calendar. Other than that, I'm just upset there hasn't been any JP toys announced with Christmas just around the corner. Uh, that's a fair point. You know, you you kind of think, like, it could be like a, you know, a Christmas time kind of announcement or something like that. But... You know, we haven't heard anything about Mattel toys yet, so we're just gonna have you to know, sit here I and know wait. Mattel is, I know Mattel is diving into the Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom stuff right now. But man, how awesome would it have been if this last June they would have released like a 25th anniversary, or even like this coming year, like like a 25th anniversary toy line just for the holiday, like you know, just in time for the holidays, and then like you know, let that line run for six to you know 12 months, and then bring out the Fallen Kingdom stuff you know, later on the line. Yeah. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, right. you know, who knows? We'll see what we get in the future. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we haven't had the trailer yet. There's been some slight rumblings and stuff like that. And it should, it's definitely going to be here in December. So by Christmas, I don't think there's going to be any kind of toys or 25th anniversary toys, but um, at least by Christmas. But uh, that would be a really nice surprise. That would be so awesome. You know, like a retro line. That would be so great. Um, man a retro line in like red and black boxes so good that'd be so, so awesome. good that would be amazing and yeah i don't think that's going to come by christmas but yeah that would be a nice surprise um christian uh christian here says 
Uh, I would like some money so I could get Jurassic World Evolution when it comes out. But the real answer would probably be any Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World apparel. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good uh, that's a good point to uh, you know throw some money aside for when Jurassic World Evolution comes out. Um, I'm sure we'll, it'll probably be like what sixty seventy dollars typical uh, video game price. But uh, yeah, that's a good thing. I guess to set a, set some uh, money aside and uh, for now, I guess get some sweatshirts. Yeah, you know that's actually a really good idea. I remember when The Lost World came out as a book. Um, I was a kid and I instantly started saving my allowance money for when the movie got made. I didn't even know there was gonna be a movie happening. I just assumed, right? Cause Jurassic Park was huge in the nineties. And uh, you know, the book came out and I was like, all right, I'm gonna start saving my money because I know that Kenner's gonna have a bunch of toys. There's gonna be the, the VHSs, there's gonna be beach towels, lunch boxes, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's not a bad idea to start saving now for when that uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom stuff hits. For sure. Um, so that's about it. That wraps up our lists and everybody else's comments online. And uh, like I said, we're going to have all this stuff in our show notes on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. You can find everybody's links and everything. So head there, check it out. And uh, Aaron, where can everybody find you? Uh, you guys can all find me at Aaron D. Byer over on Twitter. Um, haven't been too active lately, but uh, hey, if you tweet at me about Jurassic Park stuff, I'll always get back to you. Um, you can also uh, look me up on IMDb to see what movies I've been working on. Um, I don't know if I've updated it recently. I've always I always have problems doing that. Uh, I think the most recent projects I've worked on have been uh, I worked on Blade Runner twenty forty nine uh, in three D. Uh, I think that's still in theaters. And I the most recent project I worked on was Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I worked on that one in three D. So everyone's really excited about that. Such an awesome movie. I absolutely love that movie so much. Like. Yeah, it, it was really sticks good. Sticks in man. my head I love... so much. Oh, so good. Hulk and the the Roman gladiator outfit, man. Oh, dude, so that's good. That's the best. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that that about wraps it up. And uh, you know, if anybody wants to hear more of you, you're obviously on the podcast all the time. So check it out and all the time uh, and support these these awesome artists and the you know the official stuff. Let you know that'll let Universal know we're hungry for more. So uh, support everybody. It's it's been a good time, and I think uh, I think the holidays this year are going to be great. Yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. But uh, I'll leave I'll I'll leave it at that, man. You have a happy holiday. You too. Take it easy. See ya. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 126th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Arjun for another great installment of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. We learned a ton about the evolution of dinosaurs from even before the original park, specifically the raptors. There was a ton of interesting details, so I hope you all listened intently and enjoyed it. I really can't forget to thank Aaron Beyer for sitting down with me and sifting through all the, you know, the officially licensed stuff, the amazing stuff that's created 
created, you know, handmade by awesome artists in the community. We hope you liked all the items that we picked out. So head to our show notes, see the pictures, click the links and go buy some of that stuff. Support these artists and the official stuff as well. So we get more stuff coming our way in the future. Also, thanks to everybody who sent in responses to that segment as well. You are all super awesome and I hope you get everything you wished for. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.